Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 596, recorded live on Mother's Day, May 12th, 2019. And here are your hosts. The man who was wondering why I was up so late last night, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who was still on time for the recording today, Andy Lowe. Hi. Were you, uh, yes. were, were, were you awake when I messaged you? I was in the kitchen putting ah. butter on my toast. Okay. So yes, I was indeed awake. I was on my way up, just running a couple minutes behind. Okay. So there. You were up late, sir. Yes, because I woke up late. Because mm. um, Isaac got me up at five. <clears throat> yeah. So I got him back down. Normally, my in my mind, if he gets up around seven, I'll just you know get up and stay up with him. But I don't want to teach him that you know five a.m. is the time to <laughs> to get up. Plus, he just you know curled up in my arms and fell back asleep. Oh, but you know, and then you just put him back into the bed. And yes, and then I went crib. back to bed, and then Kate got up with him when he actually got up again around nine. Mm-hmm. But I was still asleep at the time. I'm still trying to get over whatever the heck I, I, I caught something earlier this week or I ate something that didn't agree with me or was bad or something. It's one of those times where I went to a, I went to a restaurant I've gone to before, but they had, you know, an interesting sounding special on the board. Yeah. So rather than, you know, getting what I normally get, I try to go you, with something new. You're like, I'll try that. I'll try that. That sounds, you know, that sounds good. Had banana peppers and horseradish sauce as some of the ingredients. I'm like, well, that's right up my alley. I'll try that. And then, wait, what was it? Oh, it was. Say that again. It was some sort of. Uh, it's like turkey, ham, some other meat. I think roast beef, and it had you know lettuce and tomatoes and banana peppers, and it had a horseradish sauce. Okay. So it was either the poultry or the beef or the ham. On the sandwich, or the horseradish sauce, or something with the lettuce, or the, something in that sandwich did Could have been not, just about anything. Yeah. Did not agree with me. And so by the time I got home, heck, I'd, even before I got home, I was already throwing up, and it just, it went downhill from there, and so I've, you know, been slowly trying to recuperate from that, but I'm okay now. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Me too. It's one of those times where it's like, you know what? I I woke up and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to go to work today. I did not get enough sleep. I did not get enough nutrients. My my body needs calories. Time. Needs time to rest and, Mm -hmm. like, recuperate. Yep. And now it's better. Mm -hmm. Probably needs a little caffeine. I've been drinking my coffee since, uh, let's see, Isaac woke up this morning around 8. So, yes, around 8. I'm like, all right, we'll just stay up and we'll watch watch some nature documentaries yeah i hope you haven't been drinking the same cup of coffee since eight o'clock uh no i i topped it off okay like either that is a giant cup or it's cold or you've had to reheat it or well how much how much drink very slowly how how well yes i do drink very slowly especially when you have you know a small child wanting you to you know play with puzzles and blocks and crayons yeah it's it's you you don't have many hands free. Yes. But um how you know, how big is your cup of coffee? Uh it, it is the second highest setting on the Keurig. Out of the three? Or do you have the one with the five settings? I have five settings. Oh shoot. What is the f- number four out of five? Is that a ten ounce? I maybe. Or I don't know. I have a, a mug and it fills the mug. Here. I will send you a picture of my coffee mug. That's not going to do me anything. What, are you going to put a banana next to it for scale? Well, the computer. (laughs) There. That. When it gets there. Apologies ahead of time for the coughing. It it fills that most of the way. Not like all the way to the brim, Mm -hmm. but most of the way. Oh, which... Okay, so I'm guessing... I'm trying to look at the Keurig manuals. You're going to the Keurig itself to try and find the technical details. Yes. I live in the technical details. Do you want me to go downstairs no, and try one, and two, figure it three, out? Four. Those, okay, this is the five-button one. All right. Uh, is scaling troubleshooting? No. Where's your buttons? Small mug is eight. Large mug is 16. So I'm guessing that this manual doesn't actually tell me. <laughs> what the, <laughs> what nope. the hell, Keurig? <laughs> 
Oh, four, six, eight, ten, and twelve. Okay, so it's a ten ounce. Yes, okay. Took me to look in the troubleshooting section for it to tell me what the sizes are actually. Because clearly that's where they should go. Yes, not in the, hey, brewer features. No, it doesn't have it in that part of it. Cheese, Keurig. But yeah, no, I do... Um, <laughs> I do two of the eights, which technically on mine is actually seven. Why is it smaller? Because those are mug sizes. So I'm guessing your 10-ounce mug actually only has about nine ounces of coffee in it. Because Keurig doesn't want to give you 10 ounces of coffee in a 10-ounce mug. As soon as you move it, you're going (laughs) to... It spills. Yeah. Possibly. I've never measured it. Also, it's not consistent. So it would be very difficult to measure. Oh. Sometimes it actually puts out, like, half. Usually it means that, like, a a coffee ground is stuck somewhere. Yeah. Have you ever descaled your uh, coffee maker? I haven't had it long enough that I feel like I need to. Okay. I haven't run mine this year. I should probably do that. I've got enough white vinegar around that I could do it. But then my coffee for, like, the next week just has a slight vinegar taste to it. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. No. It'd be great if I could tear it apart and actually, like, you know, rinse all the stuff once I run the vinegar through it, but it's a sealed system. I can't touch it. Nope. That's Keurig and John Deere don't want you to touch their stuff. <laughs> don't mess with our stuff. Um... Yeah, no, you I do. Sent me a, you sent me a link yesterday. <laughs> yes. And I'm I'm really amused and, and interested in it, in, in just a general per- principle of talking about it. Okay. Um, I have to go find it again. It was the grandcastle.com. <laughs> yes, for those of you who are uh, not from uh, western Michigan, um, about six, seven years ago, I do believe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Let's see. Uh, construction started in 2016. The development was originally, uh, yeah, the plans were originally submitted in 2015. Um it is a 520 unit apartment building with Which a cor- huge. courtyard in the center. 520 is a very large apartment complex. Yep. In particular for a single building. Yep. And the uh, man who is building this apartment complex wants it to look like a castle. castle. Medieval castle. Mm-hmm. A, a like English medieval castle. Actually German as he wants. He wants oh, Bavarian. It, German? Yeah. Okay. He wants it to look like a, a German castle. And it, it is. It, it certainly does. Like, it absolutely looks like a way oversized mm-hmm. Bavarian castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason I had pointed this out to people, uh, to Dave as well, was the fact that um, they're, they're finally bringing tenants into the building. So the first, I think it's like the first two floors of the building have uh, opened up to apartment people now. So there are now people who are actually living in the building. So so why, why do you bring this up, Dave? Just because I, I started looking at the various um, floor plans, which are yes. terrible. Yes, yes, they are. And started looking at the various um, options and the, the amenities. I love their amenities page where it's like cable ready as an amenity. Okay, I I would hope like I for for what you're asking I'd almost hope that cables included um, LED lighting microwave refrigerator granite it's like the amenity is you live in a castle and they are playing hard into that mm-hmm. but also looking at like the floor plans do you see the smallest apartments in there the um, what is it the Soledad yeah. 530 square feet. Mm-hmm. That is not a lot of space. No. Did you also notice that the apartment just has one window? I did not, but now I do. I mean, it's a small apartment. Yeah, it, it's it's like a galley apartment. Yeah. Uh, although Laura was, was a particular fan of the Vacht, which Vacht? is the studio apartment that has the, the turret. <laughs> oh, the octagon bedroom. Yeah. Oh, uh, where was the one that I was looking at that seemed so... Ah, uh, okay, it's the uh, Zap- Zapolsky. Zapolsky? It's one of their one most room, expensive... Two room or three rooms? Uh, three bedroom. Okay. It's one of their most expensive ones. It's not the yes. most expensive, but it's one mm-hmm. of them. There's like a weird, like, half... You go to the bathroom to go to your closet. Yes, yes, There, there is a ensuite bathroom, but there is no closet access to the master bedroom. And but you know the other one of the other bedrooms there in the upper left has that weird angled yep 
sitting area. Sitting area that is makes wide no enough sense. for a chair. It makes no sense. It's like there's there's angled walls in here just because to try and, you know. Like, why are those, are the, they must be load-bearing walls? Because, like, why would you have that and not just open up that space? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I just, I. <laughs> so it looks like a but castle. Where, it seems very the expensive. Oh, the, the kitchen the, is like. You open your door and you're standing in your kitchen. I yes. see. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Have you ever Have you ever driven by this building up in Grand Rapids or no? I have. Every Every time we go and visit the cabin, uh, we we pass through this because we go through Grand Rapids, and I look over there. I'm like, that's a really impressive building. I wonder what that is. And then we figured out what it was. I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I I gotta say, like. I work at an office building that looks like a stable. And across from that is a building that looks like a barn. And on the other side of the campus is a series of buildings that look like castles. So, on the one hand, I can kind of understand it. Like, hmm. Oh, looks like they haven't... There's one of them on, uh, called a Kleiner that hasn't that doesn't have a... Uh... <clears throat> A uh, uh, floor plan yet, but it's listed as a studio for 410 square feet. So there's going to be one even smaller. They just don't have it listed yet. Listed. That is a very tiny apartment. Yeah. Speaking of someone who had a 470 square foot apartment, that is very tiny. Yeah. So I work, I just sent you another picture. I work in a campus that has buildings like that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know that I'm in a spot to say you shouldn't have a building that looks like a castle. I mean, does it make any more or less sense for an office building than it does for an apartment complex? No, it, you know, it's... Who, who am I <laughs> to say, no, you can't do that? Well, it definitely gets people to talk about it like we're doing right now. Yep. It's like the, um, the one that I always pass on 96 going up between Lansing and Grand Rapids, I think. The Grand Rapids Press building. They're manufacturing, the, you know, the, the actual paper press. The building looks like Noah's Ark. It looks like what people assume Noah's Ark looked like. Yes. I, I assume because no one knows what Noah's Ark actually looked like. But yeah, the, let's see if I can find a picture of it. <clears throat> No, I don't care about their old building. No, I want to see their other building by the highway. Like, they even messed with the landscaping next to it, so the the grass is actually in waves. What? Yeah. So it looks like waves coming towards the the arc? Yes. Okay. Yeah, here we go. This is probably the... Come on, where is it? Where are you? Okay, here we go. Found an image. Found an image. Huh. What you can't tell from there is there's another little, like, section above... That. So it actually, you know, has that little, like, upper bit. That's a very rectangular building. Mm-hmm. Okay. 3100 Walker Ridge Drive. Okay, there we go. I've got an address. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many people taking photos. <laughs> Let's see if this link works for you. That is a big link. Yes. Okay. I see it. So it's supposed to look like a, an arc. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, you know... People like weird-looking buildings. Yeah, you get to you get to have your building look like whatever you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they like ruin it because that's just the one side of the building. Mm-hmm. But that's the rest the side of the building's just like whatever. Yes, but that's the side that faces the highway, so people always drive by and go, "Oh yeah." Yeah, but that's that's like a lie because the rest of the building is just gross. It's all about the facade. No. <laughs> That's, see, that, that might be where it's different between where I work and things like this, because ours is not a facade. If you go into the building, it, it, is, it continues the theme. Don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> yep. Uh, we can talk about topics. Yes, since I, you know, found a bunch of topics. I, I added a f- one. <laughs> I was looking for more. You can even see in the picture that I sent you, I was looking for other topics. That's my newsfeed website. Uh-huh. So you're looking at Android Q. Oh, we can we can spin that to a topic. That I've got. Sure. Because Google at the I.O. finally released an update on their adoption of Android operating systems. Ooh. 
wait, their adoption of Android, like they are the Android operating yeah, system. Yeah, no, but how many, you know, what, what operating systems are out oh, there in the wild? What, not their adoption, but the adoption of. Yes. Okay, so like the, the how many devices are running what version? Yes. And, and? Uh, Android Pi, the latest operating system, is in fifth place at 10.4%. Okay. Um, Oreo. Oreo is at about twenty-seven percent. Twenty-eight point three percent. Nougat is at nineteen point two. If you look at the different API versions in there. Yep. Uh, Marshmallow is at sixteen point nine. Lollipops at fourteen point five. <laughs> Kit Kat is down to six point nine. <clears throat> Jelly Bean is down to three percent. Ice cream has stayed at 0.3%, and there are still 0.3% of the Android devices out there running gingerbread. Yeah, I'm I'm more impressed than anything else. Like that, there are still op- things out there running gingerbread. That that they're still working. Like I've got all of my old phones, and I could pull them out of the closet, but the likelihood of them actually turning on, booting properly, and being able to do anything is is nothing. Yeah, I finally got ours up to uh, Oreo. Yes, I'm I'm running Oreo on my phone. I think Kate's on Oreo on hers. But the uh, the 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 article I I linked this article because they compared the numbers to last year. So gingerbread and ice cream sandwich are both flat. Jelly bean went down almost two percentage points. Kit Kat went down almost one. Lollipop went down three and a half. Marshmallow went down four and a half. Nougat went down ten, and Oreo went up. Uh, about seven. That sounds about right. Yeah. What so you'd, you'd expect and want. Yes. Yeah. You. Yes. You. You want most of the older versions to be going down. Yeah, and the newest ones to go up. Yes. I'd. I'd be interested in seeing like an animated graph over time. Well, let's see if this dashboard. Does the dashboard give us any sort of history or a line graph that shows it over time? Each snapshot, okay, this provides information about the relative number of devices that share certain characteristics, <coughs> standard version or screen size. Each snapshot of data represents all the active devices in the past seven days. If you want to see statistics for just the devices on which your users are running your app, you can use the Google Play Console. What if I click one of these? No, it just tells me about it. I don't know, could you do some sort of, like, I don't know, uh, Internet Archive of this website and see if, you know, they list the oh. previous data? <laughs> uh, possibly. There's probably better places to get the data, though. Probably. be interesting to see kind of like a, almost like a wave where you just put, you know, bar graphs with all the Android versions along the bottom. So, you know, the, the wave just kind of just peaks and slowly moves across. Yeah, bar graph over time, I think, would be an interesting one to see. Yep. Just watch them, like, rise and fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was more announcements at Google I.O. There were more announcements at Google I.O. Not just, hey, here's what the, the different Android numbers are, but also Google's plan for Nest. Or I guess technically Alphabet's plan for Nest? Uh, I think it's be Google's plan for Nest. Well, no, you're right. It will be Alphabet's plan because they're going to combine Google's... Um, the Google Home stuff. The Google Home stuff and the Nest stuff into one brand aptly named Google Nest. Hold on to your hats on that name. Whoa. Yeah, no one could have seen that coming. What do you get when you combine Google Home and Nest? Google Nest, of course. Mm-hmm. Sorry, got distracted. Dog came by. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so all of the Google products, so the Google Home, Google Wi-Fi routers, Google Chromecast, Google Home, Max. Ooh, even the Chromecast stuff? Yes. It's all going to be part of the Nest ecosystem? Yes. Or is it just Nest is becoming part of that ecosystem? They're all going to be under one umbrella. They're all under one umbrella. So what, what is going to happen to my existing devices? That is an excellent question. <laughs> one which Google did not touch on, really. <laughs> so my Nest account, I'm going to migrate to my Google account. Yes. And I'm okay with that. I understand. That's fine. I, I'm pretty sure I was doing that anyway. Uh, but, like, do, will my Nest continue to work? 
I do believe so, yes, because uh, companies will join the Works with Nest program will be encouraged to use Actions on Google, mm-hmm. uh, which allows you to create commands for Google Assistant to be compatible with the new joint brand. Will my Amazon Alexa still be able to control my Nest? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a question, isn't it? That is a question, yes, because everybody was like, oh man, Amazon Alexa is amazing. Oh man, this Nest thermostat is amazing. And look, the two of them can talk to each other. That's amazing. And then they can't. And then Google bought Nest and people were like, oh no. But Google's like, oh no, no, they'll still work fine. They'll work fine. They'll work fine. And now it's like, hmm... Will they? Yeah. Will they, won't they? They have to. <laughs> Allergies suck. Mm-hmm. Nest accounts will be moved to a maintenance mode. Well, they will get <clears throat> still get security updates, but Google will provide new features only to Google accounts. So update your account? I guess so, but I guess you, there might be a point in the future where your Nest thermostat will say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm no longer, you know... Alexa will say, I'm sorry, I'm no longer able to, you know, control your Nest thermostat. Or Nest will say, I'm sorry, you know, I'm no longer able to be controlled by your Alexa app. This whole, you know, walled gardens for IoT devices is just asking for trouble. Yeah. But, like, what's the alternative? Completely open? (laughs) What? Does that even work? In order for it to be completely open, there has to be a standard. I, it's crazy. And and trying to convince people to make a standard and adhere to the standard is probably even harder. You know, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm going to have to do a work story about this. Uh-oh. So everybody in the industry has moved or is moving to audio over IP from, you know, just regular analog audio in the industry, okay. right? Yeah. So when people came out with audio over IP, they all came out with their own individual flavors of it. So um, there were three major players in the industry. Uh, Telos with their Axia and Livewire audio over IP. Wheatstone and their Wheatnet audio over IP. And shoot, who does Dante? But there's three major players. All of them did their own version of audio over IP. And all three of them could not interoperate. So if you had one equipment that could only talk to one version of audio over IP, you were stuck in that walled garden. Sound familiar? A little bit. So um, a few years ago, the uh, Audio Engineers Society and the companies all sat down and said, you know what, this fracture... Stop it. Yeah, this fracture is not going to help the industry. Yeah. So they basically had everybody sit in a room for months. So you will interoperate. Yes. And out of that came the AES standard, AES 67. Yep. AES 67 is the technical standard for audio over IP interoperability. Standard was developed by the Audio Engineer Society and first published in 2013. But it basically says... Okay, we want all of your devices from this point forward to be compatible with this standard. And they they do. I now could go with, you know, things that are um, AES 67 compatible and plug them in together and, you know, do some little tweaking and they will actually be able to talk to each other. And it's crazy. But what does talk to each other mean in this case? Just like, because all you're dealing with is... is the the sound or are you dealing with like any metadata uh some of them can handle some Hmm. metadata but other ones are you know devices can actually see each other and actually send audio from one device to the other device and some of them can control each other as well okay so there's some control there's some communications but you know it's basically saying you know if i if i bought this one box and I bought this other box. I want them to work. And what's funny is because they have, they have uh, plug fests that they do where they literally just, you know, they keep bringing everybody together. And they just throw them into a, uh, 
into a room and just said, okay, here's all your equipment. Let's plug it all together, make sure it still works. So they've done like three of those where they just actually have the companies come in and, you know, try it out and actually make sure that it still works. They did one in 2014. They did one in 2015. They did one if, in 2017. If it doesn't work, what happens? Then they're Do they not get fined. Well, they're not allowed to state that they're AES 67 compatible then. No. So the, the community as it was made a standard. Yes. And left it up to everyone to follow that standard. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm particularly interested in this because of, of my uh, choice and profession, which is to say I work at an electronic healthcare records company, and they're kind of getting... The industry is getting hit pretty hard about interoperability. Well, I, I emphasize the industry because we actually are pretty interoperable and grumble, grumble, people getting misinformed. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it mainly took the companies themselves realizing this and an outside, basically, societal group going, we need to do something about this. And everybody's like, you know what? Okay, we're not... Everybody basically put their heads in, you know, their hats in their hands and said, okay, you know, nobody is going to be better than everybody else. We're just going to basically take everybody's plans break them down to the basic feature and then try and build something that all of us can speak. Let's let's create our own basically our own translatable language that everybody can understand and then, you know, build it up from there, which makes life so much easier. Oh, but now yeah, you know, it's like th- I was sitting there thinking like, you know, it'd be great if we had a Nest thermostat. But now I I don't think I want to get one. I because mm-hmm. I don't have a Google Home here. It's still going to work. They're not going to disconnect it. Are you sure? Yes. Do you want to put a dinner on it? Yes. Because, yes, it's one of those things where in, in, until <laughs> they actually do disconnect it. I need a time limit, though. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise I can never win. Mm-hmm. Because they'll be like, oh, maybe they'll disconnect it next year. And, like, yeah, eventually it will get disconnected. Mm-hmm. One of the companies is going to go out of business sooner or later. Right. Yeah. Granted, so, we're talking about Amazon and Google what, here, so What do you say? Five years? Let's see. Then Google bought Nest in 2014. They did this in 2019. So, yeah, I'd say five years. <clears throat> okay. Five years. Mm-hmm. Nest should still work with Echo. Yes. Okay. Where are we recording these? <laughs> <laughs> I I have not ever... Did, do we have a Google Doc, maybe? I don't know. Dinner. Seems good. Do I have any... <clears throat> God, there's a lot of things about food in the curling club. <laughs> nope, I don't have anything. Well, we should probably document this somewhere. Okay. Aww. Found our anniversary picture from last year. He's so tiny. Right, so other news from uh, Google I.O. Yes. Uh, Google is updating their Play ratings. Their Play ratings. Yes, for the, the Play Store. Yes. So, like, the five-star ratings? Or yes. The, uh-oh. Well, the the thing is that um, the more recent ratings are going to have a greater weight. Oh, just the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's kind of like what Valve did where more, you know, recent, more recent reviews are going to weigh heavier on your overall score. Right. Than older ones. That and my, my favorite bit at the last part here is um, Google is also introducing a system that makes it easier for developers to respond to users. According to Google Play's data, users tend to increase the rating by 0.7 stars on average when their comments are acknowledged. So when you go to respond to a user, you'll see three suggested replies which have been created automatically based on the content of the review. Because nothing really which, you know, which makes be... me feel better than a canned response. Yeah, like, hmm... Like, what, what will the, the canned responses be like, I hear you, and this has been addressed? Or, you know, something along the like, have you tried doing this? Or have you tried clearing your cache? Or have you tried, you know, force? It's like the things when I see, sometimes when Samsung updates their app, you know, some stuff doesn't work, and people, you know, one-star the review, and they, you know, post it on the thing there, and Samsung gives them a canned response of, hey, could you email us this? And I'm just like, you're not even paying attention. Yep. Like, like oh, I, I, I so already many did. canned I responses. Stop. Stop. But yes, no, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing that because sometimes the problems with the app have been, you know, fixed with an update. But, you know, how many times has my app been updated in the past three years? Uh, I don't know. Which reminds me, I should check. Okay, that's been updated, but that... 
Oh, so we've got apps for the <clears throat> stations to play, you know, streams of the audio. <clears throat> but, you know, we change the uh, station, you know, call letters and, you know, names. And some of the what? apps oh, okay. still are not reflecting the changes in the actual station. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. You should you should do that. Oh. Ah, ah, no, I didn't want to... I meant to just what? long press that, not short press it. What was that? That was one of our apps that needs to have its name changed because that station does no longer exist in oh. its current format as the app shows. Okay. But what else do we got Um. Here? Yeah, we should probably start talking about some other non-Google stuff. Oh, oh there's no, one more Google. There's one more Google. Yes. One more Google. Uh, people waiting for Google to to come into the VR realm more than Google Cardboard. Uh, you're going to wait a little bit longer. Yes. Possibly a lot longer. So, uh, yeah, they say they are uh, on the VR front. Our focus right now is much more on services and the bright <laughs> spots where we see VR being useful, not on the hardware. So they're leaving the hardware to other people. Yes. On the hardware devices side, we're much more in a mode of R&D and thoughtfully building the Lego bricks that we're going to need in order to snap together and make some really compelling experiences. So Lenovo's headset is basically what guy sees as the Google dev kit. So yeah, they're I I'm on the one hand I'm a little sad, on the other hand, sure, like whatever. I mean Google has never been like at the forefront of VR. No. So, you know, not really much of a surprise. Yeah, when you when you think of VR Google think, does not come to mind. No. Oculus? Yeah, Oculus and um HTC. Yeah. And now Valve, evidently. Oh the Valve uh, index. Yep. Which I don't think we talked about, but I'm not sure it's worth talking about because it's just hardware. They didn't announce any software. There are supposedly three large projects in the work, but they haven't given any details on them. <laughs> and it's Valve. <laughs> so like, but... I believe that it's in the work. I believe it exists, but it's Valve. Yes, but you can pre-order it for $1,000. Uh, not if you want it before, like, October. I thought they said they were shipping in June. Yeah, and they are sold out through September. Oh. I have, you see, I haven't gone that far into the process to see. Yeah. I just looked at the store page and said, nope. Like a thousand bucks for VR headset. And, you know, the base station and the controllers. Mm -hmm. But, like, what... There's no software behind it, Valve. No one's no one's going to do well. Evidently, a lot of people did this. Now, what do you think of? I'm I'm not sure if we talked about this, but what do you think about the uh, off ear speakers on the Index? Yeah, I have no idea because I haven't paid any attention to it. So rather than having headphones <clears throat> like you know yeah. for the uh, Oculus or the Vive, yeah, the Valve Index has near field off ear speakers which is literally a speaker about the size of your ear about a half inch away from your ear cool i'm okay with it it means you're going to get um actual sounds from around you mm -hmm. you know just in case someone's trying to get your attention yes but it should still be immersive enough hopefully yes <laughs> plus you know sometimes wearing headphones for long stretches of time slowly starts to wear on you <laughs> i I don't know what you're talking about, Andy. I didn't have as much of a problem until I got new uh, glasses. And these are the ones that are kind of like the, the sports glasses. So they go straight back rather than bend around my ear. So the foam on the back side has been, you know, pushes against my head. Because the, the headphones. Yeah, I might have to. I see. I might have to see about trying to find some more in-ear ones. But those also give me a headache after a while, too, because it's literally, you know, pressing into my ear canal. Yeah, would hurt. Yeah. Uh, what other gaming news do we have? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, um, loot boxes. Yes. Oh, how this a bill... This is going nowhere. Yeah, how a bill could... This is going nowhere. <laughs> ...could kill so many things if it actually gets passed. I mean, yes and no. Yes, a, a U.S. senator introduced a bill banning manipulative design features in video games with underage yep. audiences. So, like, most things in video games? <laughs> yep. But, like, it's it's not going to go anywhere. No. 
because the the casino lobby is going to get in on that and say like ah uh, no because they don't want anything that could interfere with video poker. Well, this one is specifically targeting um, minors. Okay, because it's using. So I guess video poker is out of it because that's not targeting minors. Yeah, they're they're considering similar indicators that already are in use under the Children's Online Privacy <laughs> Protection Act. So yeah, pay-to-win mechanics will be targeted. Um, it'll also apply to multiplayer games that empower players who spend more in microtransactions to more easily compete against those who don't. Uh, the ESA responded to the proposal saying that other countries have determined that loot boxes do not cons- cons- constitute con- do not do gambling. <laughs> Constitute. Constitute, Maybe. yes. We look forward to sharing with the Senator the tools and information the industry already provides to keep the control of in-game spending in parents' hands. Parents already have the ability to limit or prohibit in-game purchases with easy-to-use parental controls. Well, define easy-to-use. Yeah. Be nice if these easy-to-use parental controls would be on by default, but they're not. I... As I said, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. No, there's too many people with enough money to not be happy about this. Yeah, should it go somewhere? Like, on the one hand, loot boxes are a terrible blight on on gaming. On the other hand, is that something that should be regulated? I don't know. As I sit here and look at the quote-unquote loot boxes in Marvel Puzzle Quest, you know... At least they're now finally giving me percentages of what's, you know, possible with different loot boxes. Because I'm looking at one here. So one in 16 odds of getting these covers. There's a one in five odd odds of getting other covers. And then the rest of them are all these covers here. So I'm, you know, I'm actually finally seeing, you know, hey, you know, what are your chances of getting these? Here are my odds. So that's a plus. But what does the odds give you? Like, just having that, why does that make it any different? Well, you know, it, the odds go up, you know, if I buy the bigger pack. You know, the If I buy the 40 pack, my odds actually go up to 1 in 14 to get the really nice covers. Yep, but but so the, the, knowing the odds is encouraging you to spend more? No, it's just, it's nice to actually, you know, have it in there. Granted, yes, kids are not going to know what the odds actually are right. and percentages. They're not going to know or understand percentages all that well. Heck, there are adults that don't understand percentages all that well. How many people thought the third pounder was a less of a hamburger than the quarter pounder? Because three is less than four? Mm-hmm. Oops. Yep. But man, no, if you ban loot boxes, how many microtransaction things are now just going to disappear? <clears throat> And what that even look like? Yeah, I like don't what know. about the stuff that's already out there? Yeah, yeah. What would happen to this thing if loot boxes got banned? It was like, okay, maybe you collect the tokens, and once you get enough tokens, then you can actually spend it on. It'd be a storefront then, rather than a yep. chance of winning something. You actually get a you know a set value just, for it, which would actually be kind of be nice because there's sometimes where you know I just need a I just need a, a low level cover. Or something but sometimes you know <laughs> i was just thinking I, I, if i were doing this i'd be like yep yeah, it's just a storefront you can buy these different levels of skins but with each purchase at each purchase there is a chance that you will also get a very high level one <laughs> wait a second <laughs> yeah prove to me that's not a loot box you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting one of these low levels. I'm not telling you which one you're going to get. You're just purchasing a low level skin. But or even if I do let you, I do let you pick which one you want. Here is a you. You can purchase a low level skin directly. The more low level skins you purchase, the higher the likelihood is that with the next purchase, you get a high level random skin. <sighs> You, you got nothing, huh? No, sorry. I was just looking at one of these side articles on this thing here, and it says that the uh, there might be another Matrix movie in the works. Wait, what? Yeah. The, Why would uh, they make a sequel to The Matrix? 
Speaking to Yahoo Movies, the director of John Wick Chapter 3 suggests not only that there is a Matrix film in the works, but that the Wachowskis are involved and it would be a continuation of the original three films. Why would you make a sequel to The Matrix? And what do they mean by three films? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. A representative told the uh, the quote is inaccurate and in that he did not say that they are doing another installment, but that is his comments were taken about if they were, he'd love to be a part of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bullet dodged. <laughs> Thank God. <sighs> Other topics. Um, Speaking of movies, Avengers yeah. Endgame now has a post-credit. <laughs> scene thing they added one well they added the spider-man trailer because the spider-man trailer has endgame spoilers and was now released so they decided to stick it on the end of the movie it wouldn't really be a spoiler if it was like at the end of the movie right yes that's true yes after (laughs) i feel like this is what they should have done originally i did i kind of liked it, it as not as not being there and for what it's worth, I knew there was no after credits trailer or scene or whatever. And we still stayed for the full credits. Yeah, we still stayed for the full credits anyway. Just, be, you know, it's it just felt like that's it's a Marvel movie. It's kind of what you do. You you show the respect. You you sit and, and consume what you just experienced. You, you look at who has the longest name in the credit sequence. Sure. That's what that's what we do. We just go through and go, oh my gosh, look at that person's name. Oh, I I count things like the um um number of stunt people and the number of special effects studios. Oh my god, yes, the number of special effects studios. <laughs> Who's the caterer? How many production babies are there? Um so yeah, there's there's a trailer now. It's the mm-hmm. Spider Man trailer. I'm still I, hmm, is there a multiverse? I need to catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because the new season just premiered. And I'm yeah. curious to see what the hell's going on with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. compared to the whole rest of the thing. Yeah, are they even still in sync? I don't like, know. Did the snap take half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. away for a season? I don't believe so. I, I don't think they would have done that, which would have been hilarious if they did. And like... How would you handle the five years thing? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. star confirms the series has departed the MCU. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course it has. Also, uh, the five-year thing? How's that going to work with the rest of the movies? Because the movies are supposed to take place in the year that they are released. Not all of them have done that. Like the fact that, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was supposed to, you know, be basically right after Volume 2 was supposed to happen right after Volume 1. Uh-huh. Which, you know, didn't put that in No, sync not right after. The, supposed to be pretty soon after. I mean, they'd been, they'd clearly been working together for a while. Look at the differences in the characters between the end of 1 and the beginning of 2. At the beginning of 2, they're sitting in the ship listening to music and Gamora is singing along. That's not a few weeks. <laughs> ah, Okay. So there was some yes. time travel in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five. And so they're claiming that splintered it to a different universe. That's what some people are saying is that, the you know, the possible explanation is the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. time traveled and therefore is now off on its own timeline. Yeah. Or it, it, more accurately, that Marvel doesn't care about the TV universe. What? You mean all those? And never really has. No, no, they haven't. They forced the TV oh, shows. you're basing to- an entire show around this one agency? Yeah, that agency is getting dissolved in the next movie. Sorry. <laughs> You'll figure something out. Oh, the uh, <clears throat> the Avengers were formed around the, uh, the death of Phil Coulson, and now he's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yet somehow the Avengers don't know about that? Don't know? Yeah. Something something tells me they, they would have figured that out. Yeah. I feel like Tony Stark would have, you know, noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, Cap as he's hanging around S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Cap, because now he's, he was the Avengers, so S.H.I.E.L.D. was... Yeah, and it's... I just, in my head, I just don't even... Nope. Right. Not gonna Not gonna do it anymore. As long as they don't something, try and force it, I'm not gonna try and force it. Something makes me feel like agents of shield is just non-canon at this point yeah still doesn't explain what they're going to do with the five-year thing 
Uh, according to the spoilers here, which I unfortunately started to read through, um, they didn't. Or at I least for, for the, the movies. Oh, for the movies? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out no, with Spider-Man. Of course they didn't do anything for the, the TV show, because yeah. forget that. Yeah. We'll find out in July. Yep. Because Spider-Man will be the first one, and we'll say, hey, this is what's going on. And then but we'll find out from... will it be in Spider-Man? Will it be 2019, or will it be 2024? I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. In July. When we go see Spider-Man. Yes. And will there be a multiverse? Or is Beck a lying asshole? <laughs> oh, I feel like I should, as for my birthday sort of thing, I feel like, yes, we should go see Spider-Man. Uh, your birthday is July 13th? July 12th. July 12th? Hey, come on, I'm close. When When are we coming back? Huh. When does the movie come out? July 2nd. Oh. We will be driving back from the cabin that weekend. The weekend of the 2nd? The, 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 well, the 2nd is a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday? July 2nd? Oh, because they want to put it out Tuesday. for the July 4th. Yeah, that's why they can have the release date on a Tuesday, because it's the July 4th holiday release. All right. Ah, so we will be coming back on, like, the 6th, the 5th or 6th, somewhere in there. Well, yes, but then the question is Isaac. And Lazarus. <laughs> yes, and Laz. <laughs> Laz, watch Isaac. Isaac, just, watch Laz. Yeah, Lazarus, just just sit by the baby. Just don't let him go anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> for, for three hours. <laughs> yes, they would get into all the snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd come home and there'd just be bags of snacks everywhere. Well, for, for Lazarus, we are going to be bringing his crate. That does not help for Isaac. <laughs> Oh, no, we're not putting Isaac in a crate. Right. As I said, that will not help for Isaac. CPS would like to have a word with us. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've got, we got two months to figure something out. If you want to go see Spider-Man for your birthday. Yes, in, you know, ten days past when it's released. Yeah. We'll just have to try and avoid spoilers for a week again. I did it once. I can do it again. I almost did it once. <laughs> and and then a friend of mine assumed I had seen it and said something that was, was mostly innocent, but actually, like, spoiled a major plot point of Infinity War, of uh, Endgame. Not my fault. Nope. Wasn't you. Nope. I waited until after I knew you had seen it before I sent you that meme, which, which I found holy. Uh... Captain America one? You sent me a Captain America meme? Yes. Oh, never mind. That is forbidden now. Okay, that didn't work. I don't I don't remember Stupid. a Captain America meme. Yeah, big it did uh da, da, da. Uh nope, you never sent me that one. I swear I did. <laughs> nope. Well, hopefully it amused whoever I sent that to. Was not me. That's been my funniest one out of all the ones I've seen. That made this one made me chuckle the most. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Steve. That, yeah, that's cute. Mm -hmm. uh, SpaceX is putting more satellites in orbit. These are their satellites, though. Oh, is this for the, the Skynet? I mean, Starlink? <laughs> yes, Starlink, not Skynet. Yeah, are you sure about that? Global Communication Network, owned by a private company. Mm -hmm. mm, kind of Skynet-y. So yeah, they they were able to stack 60 of the satellites in their one fairing, and uh, if the static fire on Monday goes okay, I think they have a launch set up for Thursday or f uh, May 15th. <clears throat> um, so he said uh, they'll need at least six more launches of 60 satellites each to provide minor internet coverage, while 12 launches will be needed for moderate coverage. So yeah, they're, they're able to stick 60 satellites into... One a single launch. A single that's, launch. That's impressive. If they can get them all to go into the right orbit, that would be even more impressive. Yes, and actually have them, you know, like we talked about earlier, actually be able to track all of these satellites would be helpful, <laughs> unlike last time. All right, last bit of news before we hit the randoms. Piece of news I thought was pretty funny. So somebody started a Kickstarter for a unhackable USB flash drive because it yeah. used iris scanning. Uh, yeah. Well, um, some researchers got their hands on one of these. It's a Kickstarter campaign, raised more than 21000 Devices started shipping out. 
security experts got their hands on one of these flash drives and they found out that there was a device backup password to be accessed using... And it's stored in clear text. Yeah. On the device. Yep. The secret password is secret pass. Well, that's that's the password that they set. Oh, okay. So it's, it has a backup password, and the backup password is stored in clear text. Oh, jeez. So, yes, the unhackable flash drive. It was super easy to hack. Yes. Love it. Wow. Yep. Right. So, randoms? Randoms. Random review. Yes. Your turn. I got a new desk. Like a desk desk? Like drawers and so, legs? No. no. It, it has legs. Uh, I got a... I, I wanted to do a, like, sit-to-stand desk. Okay. But those and are so, expensive. Huh? Well, yes, but it, it was on Lightning Deal, and I wanted one, and it Well, no, no, I mean, like, the, the whole desk oh, sit-to-stand. yeah, no, this is not a whole desk. This is a thing you put on a desk... Oh, okay. One of those. All right. Yeah. It is the Flexispot M2B standing desk. It is a, a stand-up riser, so it, it sits on the desk. Yes. And you... I, I will I will demonstrate, not that you can see, so it doesn't make much difference, but you stand up, you grab the desk, you squeeze, and you lift. And now I am standing. Congratulations. And now I'm moving the microphone <laughs> because it's not in the right spot anymore. It's taking me longer to move the microphone than it did to move the desk. Well, that's good. So there you go. And well, now I'm at a standing desk and it took almost no effort. And it's pretty like it, it has a good range of height. Uh, setup was all like super easy. Because it, it just, it came, like, almost fully assembled. Okay. You, you pull it out of the box, and you put it on the desk, and you're almost done. The one thing you have to do is attach the keyboard tray. Gotcha, okay. By sliding it in. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's very, like, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. It's super, like, relative to the, the cost normally, um, of a, a, well, I don't know how I want to say it. it. It feels like it was the right price for it. It is not like a super advanced model. It's pretty small as far as width. It's the 35-inch model. There are larger ones. Uh, but I'm I'm enjoying the use of it, and I've used it in both the standing and sitting. And I think standing is going to be more when I'm doing, like, coding work. Um, I also did turn it on, so I, I had YouTube on one of the two screens, and I had it full-sized, and because I was standing, I've got my weights next to it, and so I was able to just sit there and, like, lift weights for half an hour while watching videos, because then you don't really realize that you're lifting weights. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's making it a little easier to do things like that, to, to like, stay a little healthier, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty good. Now, cause it, I, I've, I've, so we've had, um, one of our, uh, traffic ladies who schedules all of our commercials and stuff. That's what traffic is in the radio business. Um, got one of these on her own and she got a, uh, she got a, uh, uh <coughs> bottom of the barrel one, which I had to assemble and had no any sort of pneumatic or hydraulic Ooh. Um, Ooh. attachments on it. Ooh, no. That sounds awful. Yeah, so trying to lift this thing um, was a pain in the butt. Yeah. Because, you know, she had dual monitors and a keyboard and, you know, the mouse and everything. And then trying to lift this whole thing up in one go is um hard so now she's got it just locked in the upper position and she got herself one of those tall chairs yeah and she uses that when she wants to sit yeah that's what i did at work um at work i i have a standard desk that we use in all of the offices and i just brought in some cinder blocks and and my desk is just sitting on the cinder blocks What's funny is I tried to build my own sit-stand desk actually for work as well. I got some um, 4x4s and some 2x4s and some just uh, a sheet of laminated plywood. And I built my desk, but it doesn't have any sort of, you know, hydraulics or anything else like that. So trying to lift it, <laughs> it's, heavy. it's heavy. 
Yeah. But this one was this is fifty pounds. Yeah, like it's not light. But does it have pneumatics or hydraulics? It it does, as okay. evidenced by how easily I just lifted it up like three feet. Well, not three feet. I guess that's that's about two feet up off the desk. But like now it's down. Now it's up. And it clicks into place. That's another nice thing. Now, is it infinitely adjustable, or do you only have up and no, down? No, there are. Uh, it is only up and down, and there are, as you can probably hear, like points where it clicks into place. Okay. So there are those limited number of spots. So it's got two. Some no. of the ones. Oh, One, there are multiple ones. Two, three, four, five. This is it, just going down like an inch at a time. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, it is only up and down, but it is directly up and down. Uh, a lot of the, the cheaper ones will, like, pull up and forward. Yes. This one goes straight up and down. Okay, well, that's plus. So, yeah. again, it's not, like, the most expensive model. Uh, it is pricey, right? It's, like, 280 bucks. Yep. Which why I was looking at the... Um, so, one of our offices is in uh, Holland, which is um, the home of Herman Miller. Yes, the, the, the office company. The office company, yeah. um, who is all about ergonomics and really expensive office furniture. But they have an outlet store in town. Ooh. So, you know, I could get, you know, Herman Miller office chairs, you know, for a quarter of the cost. Granted, you know, the classic Arion chair is, you know, normally twelve to 1500 but I could get one for 500 But they have a bunch of the, uh, I just looked in their desk section. They actually have some adjustable desks that are powered for 150 which I might look at and see if I can convince my boss to order me one of those. <laughs> no, I totally need it. Yeah. Seriously. Because then, cool. yeah, that was my qu- other question is, how did you handle all the uh, cords? Um, I mean, there's only one, two, three, four, five cords coming off of it. Okay. So that's not too bad. And there actually is a, there is a cable management system with it. Now, is your computer on your desk or is it under your desk? The computer is under the desk. Okay. And you, you, I, were, I actually you had enough? I wouldn't put the computer on the desk because the desk has a 35 pound weight limit. Well, I'm just meaning like, you know, we had to buy some extenders for ours. We had to get some longer uh, VGA and DVI cables for ours because the cables were long enough. It was just sitting on the desk. But when I tried, you know, when we tried to lift it up, (laughs) cables were not long enough. So you you had no problem with cable length? No, not at all. Okay. Oh, that's not true. There was one issue which is that I had tied my cables down before I had this desk, and so I I had to untie them. But no, after that, there's no issue with cable length. All right, well, if you're you're liking it, that's good. I I am. I'm pretty happy with it. I was thinking of getting a new desk, and I got this instead, and it works out pretty well. Well, that's good. And I just found the world's smallest micro-USB cable, and I have no idea where it came from. (laughs) It's like a four-inch micro-USB cable. I, I don't know how it got where I just found it. I don't know what to tell you on that one. All right. Uh, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What weapon in Worms 2 do you wish existed in real life? Yeah, I'm looking up Worms 2 right now. Yeah, I'm Worms There's 2 weapons. so many Worms games out there. Worms 2 weapons. Um, gameplay customization weapons. No, go away. Stop it. My phone keeps going off. Um, none of them, because weapons are, like, we have enough weapons. Oh, oh, the, the parachute. Oh, the That's automatic what I like. parachute? I, I would like the automatic parachute that works from any height. Yes. That's what I would like. I think I would, is, was the sheep in two? Was the sheep later? There, there is a sheep, yes. Oh, there's a wiki about it. Of but course there is. We, we have enough weapons. We don't need more weapons. We don't no. need more explosives. There is, in fact, a super sheep, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with either the girder or the parachute, but probably the parachute because the girder could actually be used offensively. Yes, where you, actually, you, you, you put somebody, you put a girder over somebody so they can't really do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the sheep would be just a silly thing, but yeah, no. <laughs> You say we have enough weapons. That makes sense. Yeah, we, we have enough weapons. I yeah. don't need more weapons. All right, uh, that's that. Yeah, I, I yeah, no, that makes sense. 
I, I would have to agree with you on that one. So, yeah, let's go with the parachute. Automatic parachutes. Be great for everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on that happy note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. 